Sarah's email had spelled out everything Uncle Brody had done to Aunt Barb. Trace had read his cousin's tears in between the lines. Sarah had practiced hiding her emotions from a young age, thanks to a home life filled with the pain of having a physically abusive father. Trace worked to relax his grip as he braced his assault rifle against his shoulder and prepared to shoot. If he didn't better control his fury, he might miss the target. And he rarely missed with the first shot, much less any subsequent rounds. He squeezed his eyelids shut and counted to ten, then another ten, and another, until his muscles relaxed enough he could breathe easily. Still, his mind went over the email. Uncle Brody had shattered Aunt Barb's wrist, broken two of her ribs, and smashed her knee. He had left her vomiting blood on the kitchen tile and gone to play poker with the boys. Heat swamped Trace, and he had to do his best to calm down all over again. Not that he had been able to relax since Sarah's email. When he'd unhinged his jaw enough to speak, he had picked his cell phone off the desk and called her. Sarah had held it together but she'd clearly had to struggle to keep from falling apart. Trace tried not to picture Barb with a bruised face, swollen jaw, bandaged ribs, and her wrist in a cast. It proved impossible to chase the images from his mind. Adrenaline pumped through his veins. To hell with it. Screw being calm. Trace moved his finger to the trigger and squeezed. His earplugs muffled the rifle's retort as he placed one bullet after another in a near-perfect circle, center mass. He lowered the rifle. Decimating the paper target held no satisfaction for him. If Brody hadn't been in jail right that very moment, Trace would have traveled home to Texas to pummel the son of a bitch who had beaten Aunt Barb. If Trace didn't have a badge, he'd take care of Brody. Permanently. Maybe this time Aunt Barb would leave Brody. Maybe this time she wouldn't drop charges against the man who had beaten her for the past 30-plus years. Maybe this time will be different. But he knew it wouldn't. Eventually, Barb would forgive her bastard husband, and the cycle would start over. He would give her flowers, dinners out, and lots and lots of promises. Then he'd start beating her again. No. Things weren't likely to change. Even if Trace made the trip home to Texas and confronted Brody, as he had done multiple times before, Barb would defend him, even while damaged, bandaged, and broken. And from there, things would escalate. Trace's own mother had died long ago, thanks to domestic violence. If only he had been older, stronger, she would have still been here. He dragged his ranger shooting glasses from his face as he stared at the target and slid the pair into his pocket. He pulled off the earmuffs and gripped them in one hand, the rifle in his other, and punched the button to bring in the target. Nice shooting, Tex, Dare Lancaster said from behind Trace. Trace glanced over his shoulder at his friend. Your turn, Lancaster. Dare studied Trace with an appraising gaze. You appear to be a man with a problem, Dare said. Trace tossed his glasses on a nearby bench. I'll deal with it. He grasped the target and pulled it from the clip before crumpling the paper. Something you need to get off your chest? 
the former police officer turned Department of Homeland Security agent, turned P.I., was one hell of a man and a good friend. Dare and Trace had done everything from shooting the breeze to working out a problem or three. Trace shook his head. Hell no, he didn't want to talk about it. Maybe later. He didn't think he could speak calmly, much less discuss what had happened with anyone, no matter how good a friend. Got chores to take care of at the ranch. See you at Dillon's for the Super Bowl party tomorrow? You bet. Dare gave a nod.